What's up, everyone? This is the Comic Vine Podcast for the week of March 5th, 2012. I'm Sarah. I'm here with Tony Guerrero. Back from Disneyland. Woo! Yay! You're still... Oh, you're sad that you're back? Yes, no. Okay. It's, it, so many freaking people. Yeah? But yeah. And... James Robinson is on the podcast. Hello, James. everybody. Nice to be here. Are Back you sure again. about that? Here I am, again. I'm, it's always a pleasure to be here, no matter what circumstances. Okay. If uh, this was World War Three and bombs were raining down on us and we were in a bunker doing this, reporting like Ed Murrow, mm-hmm. it would still be a, a pleasure. Well, that's kind of you to say. So apparently I can't leave... And without you guys messing things up and causing we, a bunch of controversy and we stirring things up. things up. and It was like the Three Stooges in here. We were jabbing each other in the eye, <laughs> hitting each other in the head. Who's who? Who's uh, Mo? Um, uh, who do you think? Sarah? Was, Sarah was, was Mo. I was? I was Larry and... Um, Corey is Curly. Corey was Curly. We kept hitting him with a broom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um so just just to recap for those of you who don't know james was supposed to be on the podcast on friday apparently he was he was now i, I have an entire hour and 40 minutes of podcast i think i'm gonna dig out that podcast room i deleted it <sighs> yes i did mm-hmm. see that i'm nothing's trying to ever, protect you nothing's you. ever truly deleted it's on deleted. A computer. No, it's, it's really gone and uh for, for those of you who were asking about whether or not the, that podcast would ever re- could have been like subscriber only surface nope it can't be no we can't do that um, but unfortunately what you've done is make it sound like i was either so disgusting or outrageous no it was something. just it, it was you were revealing so much information I, we couldn't well I was, it wasn't no, so much i was trying to be very that's careful. not it yes oh, oh so, I see. so you were just you were trying to be very careful about the whole thing and um on that day your editor actually revealed some information that i didn't know was that being you revealed. didn't know is being revealed and it just it just didn't make sense to go live with with that because it would make you look like you're lying when what all you were doing was, uh, you know, following your, following your exclusive contracts with DC Comics yes. by not revealing information. Yes. So it's actually DC's fault, I, which you yes, don't have it, to agree with. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it's my my opinion that it was actually DC's fault and they didn't uh, let people know. But it would be nice if they let people know. It really would be. So, but now it's Monday. And we can talk about it now. Absolutely. Um, and we have a lot of questions uh, in regards to uh, how uh, misogynistic you are, James. Okay. Well, I can't wait for those. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, so do you think you're misogynistic? I think I'm the furthest from being a misogynist. Okay. Uh, that, in fact, yeah. any, anyone that calls me that based on a press release is actually, I believe, and not knowing me personally, is, is actually insulting. And should learn some manners, in my opinion. You know, I, I think what it is, I think the way the internet works, that people get too comfortable talking and saying things to people that they don't know. And it, it's easy for them to make judgments based on one little comment or one little thing that they think they can, like, basically overstep their bounds. And, and... Well, I, I think society makes us more and more makes us like that i think like i know I, I this is slightly different but i always noticed in la if there was any kind of traffic thing someone would always give you the finger and then keep driving and it's like do you realize how, you know you wouldn't do that if could you imagine if you were like in chicago or detroit and you were, and you bumped into somebody mm-hmm. and they just gave you the finger they you know they, that person would get like the the crap beaten out mm-hmm. of them you know so 
people have this feeling that they can get away with anything nowadays. And, and also, of course, you can't fight anymore because there's a lawsuit and everyone's mm-hmm. goes. To, you know, everybody's suing everybody. But and that's that's when you when you look at it in terms of the internet, you're absolutely right. People do, and they hide behind stupid avatar, avatar names, mm-hmm. and you know they they they're not candid about who they are as people. So um, you know, but it's you definitely get used to it. You know, I've. I, I sort of, you know, been raked over the coals for things in, in Cry for Justice and what have you. And, uh... By me. By you, yes. And with, without people actually knowing who... I mean, she, you know, Sarah didn't know who I was at the time. She just thought with complete impunity she could say terrible, terrible things about me. Oh. So... <laughs> and she still does, but at least she knows me now. Um... And I respect you. Thank you. And I wouldn't be able to talk to you if I felt like you were misogynistic. No, of course. You know? In, in fact, if you know Sarah at all, or, or you, you feel you do from all the podcasts and everything else, you definitely, we would definitely not have the friendship we have if she thought I was a misogynist. Yeah. It, it's something, that, that's certainly something that you aren't. So anyway, so, so that's ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. Um, but anyway, so that's... Is that a question answered, or are we just rambling? Yeah, on no, we're that? rambling on. So Casey Morse. So okay, so this this podcast is going to be a lot of questions. That's fine. But um, I love answering questions. But actually, I want to know what happened in Disneyland first. Yeah, let's let's do that because so, that's Tony, exciting. Let's talk about you because you were in Disneyland. So what mm-hmm. happened? Um, so I was there Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Um, and I was not there at the same time Ryan was there, so they so couldn't, there. they couldn't contain us both, I guess. Um, so Saturday. We, we get there right when it's about to open. And I wanted to go to downtown Disney. I was coming from the other end because I wanted to get some breakfast. I didn't want to eat breakfast in the park. Or Oh, and all during the week, I guess they've been filming Modern Family there. You know, ABC, Disney, all that stuff like that. And, right. And they would close, like, some of the, like, one time we walked by the Dumbo ride. And they're like, you know, the ride's closed. You see all the huge cameras there. You saw that, that little kid, what's his name? That was I don't the, know. And, I don't, I don't he, watch that show. He was in the Muppets. You know, he was a kid that no one knew. And. And Sophia Ver, Ver, something. Yeah. She, she was there. I didn't see her. My wife saw her as we walked by and everything. So whatever, that's cool and everything. And you know, because they were just doing small little things and you know, just moving people along. So Saturday, I wanted to go downtown. To, there's this little bakery that has you know, decent breakfast there at reasonable prices, and they're they're like, it's closed. You can't go this way. So I'm like, this is ridiculous. So it's like, okay, let's go in the park, eat there. And there's like no one. There's like hardly anyone there. Yeah. It's just like like deserted. It's sort of like. We're like my daughter is like let's go to Indiana Jones, so we we literally went on it like four times. Oh, that's cool! And basically, in the first three hours, we went on more rides on Saturday than we did all day on Friday. So it's just like this is this is crazy. There's no one here. It's like what's going on? And so I'm, I'm I, at first I was thinking, is it are they still filming stuff? Did they are they right. filming something right. downtown? Right. Did they close that off? Or did, did someone rent part of the park out? And was, I was like, what's going on? So we're trying to figure out. We we get on one of the other rides and we're we're asking. We're like, where is everyone? And the, the person at, at the gate, they're like, well, we're hearing different things. They're like, you know, just just enjoy it while it lasts. And so get out my phone, look it up. Bomb scare at Disneyland. Uh, can you oh imagine? Gosh. Though you were having this great time, can you imagine, especially if you've got that screaming children and your parent, what the other, what the gate, the other side in the car park of Disney? Because they, they had to have to get heard. In. Must have been, yeah. But there's also people that have set off for the day from wherever. It must and have been three mayhem. hours, and, and it started getting hot. 
Oh my god! It was gorgeous weather. I mean, yeah, yeah. And so to sit out there for three hours, I'd be pissed off. Yeah, with children that just all they want to do is see Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm. and they're stuck in the car that's hot and sweaty. Yeah, and they're just just standing out there because <laughs> you can hear the rides, you can hear the people. I mean, it was great for us. You know, we went over Space Mountain. There's no one there, and and they're, you know, it's my daughter. And I go are going on there, and there's these people behind us, and I was, I was like, "Did you guys hear?" They're like, "Yeah." And then the lady's like, "She's like, I just I got to get to work. I told a client I'd be there later, and so I guess we were like in lockdown." Which and again, no, we were never the, told. Where's the? Where was this? If 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 there was a bomb, where was it that they allow people? You know, so you're the expendable. You know, well, we can lose a few. The ones that are in. I, I guess what had happened. It, it was outside the, because um, there's there's like a big center between Disneyland and California Adventure. There's like a right. big square, and then on both sides they have the security gates yes. that you come from both ends. And so I came in from the end opposite of. Um, the downtown area, yes. and that's where it was closed up, and I think that's where where the, the the scare happened. So we had gotten in before they officially shut down, because then you know on, when I was reading on my phone, you know they they had traffic blocked off and all this stuff, and and again no one knew anything. So I I, I guess the park was on a lockdown; no one was allowed in or out. So we were basically trapped in Disneyland, which. <laughs> You know, there's food there. That like there's the rides best movie there. Ever. Yes, <laughs> and it, it was just, and, and then like literally, it was like just after eleven o'clock, they started letting people in, and then it just got crammed, and then all the people, their stupid strollers and crying kids, and oh, but and they're desperate to make up for the time. And... They they extended that the park was open until I think one, and but that's good if you're like a couple that are yeah, like going to Disneyland. But if you've got kids, the kids don't. The kids get really cranky if they keep them up too late. Yeah, because so. it's it's like you know if, if you're out there, it's like when when do you say okay, screw this, I'm I'm gonna come, either come back another day because you know when you buy a ticket, you can use it. You know you it's you don't have to use it for that specific day. You know you can use it the next day or whatever. But it's like to sit there for that. You know you wait an hour out there. You wait two hours. You know when do you just say I'm going to Knott's Berry Farm or you know whatever the other places and yeah yeah. So uh, it was it was it was great for us and. Okay, well, I'm glad. Did you? But oh, most importantly, did your daughter have fun? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. but she'd never been to Disneyland before. Oh no! This so was, did it blow her mind? No, this is her fifth time. Oh, a fifth time. Okay, <laughs> we've gone since. Oh, okay. okay since okay. since okay. she was like, yeah, like four. Yeah. Right. Yeah, going four, four and going yeah. five. And I've never been well, to Disneyland. Well, you know, you got to go to Disney World next time. I've never been because I, I had been, been there. I'd been to Disneyland when I was like ten with my my family, yeah. and then we would go every year and and. We're like, you know, maybe we'll take a year off, but we just keep going. I used to go religiously years ago when I first arrived in in um, in, uh, in in L.A. Myself and my first wife, um, we had a passport. You know, when you go mm-hmm. you, to get you in, you know, cheaper if you go like three times a year in one year. Yeah. But what happened for me is I loved, just like loved. I was a child again in my heart, mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And it was so perfect. And then they decided, that's just going to make me feel like a misogynist. They, but here we go. But they, when they decided that it was un-PC to have the pirate chasing the, the girl, mm-hmm. and it became, and someone's like, it's like, it, it's like he's going to rape her. And I was like, I never thought that. I just thought he was like chasing her, like give her a kiss. It's, they're pirates, you know, mm-hmm. and wenches, and that she's got a tray it's of like, beers. It, it's like, it's like Puppet Le Pew. Constantly right. chasing the well, cat. Well, it was that kind of it was that kind of thing, and it was so. And so, what they did is they it, switched it. Well, for a while, it was so ridiculous. They took her away, and it was him chasing a butterfly. They gave a pirate a butterfly, <laughs> net, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> and what pirates do while they were waiting for a better solution. But what they did at the same time is they cleaned up. When I first saw Pirates of the Caribbean, they 
I, I was I had to look at, at times. It was like, is that a real person? They were so mm-hmm. real yeah. because the grime on their faces and the grime on their suits all matched. They all looked so authentic. And then they put clean clothes on the pirates. They cleaned up the clothing, but the pirates were still grimy with clean clothes, so they looked really unrealistic. So there was that with the, with the with the pirate with the butterfly net, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and 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 there was the thing at the end where there was like the pirates chasing the girls, and then there was the the, the big fat girl chasing the pirate. Mm-hmm. So there was that joke, which they kept. That part they're fine with. Um, so anyway, so fat, it, it was, was so it was it was so dis dis uh, di, yeah okay. She wasn't fat. She was a, a large bone, big big bone, <laughs> midwestern. So <laughs> you're just making it so much worse, James. Well, Midwestern? Why am I saying that? Oh, I don't so care. Don't even. Um, so anyway, uh, I didn't go for a long time because of Pirates of the Caribbean. I know I could have gone on other rides, but that was the, the ride for me, and it broke my heart. And they've and they fixed it up, and they put Johnny Depp in, and mm-hmm. I understand why they did that, and that makes sense. And it's actually I went not that long ago, and it and it's grind, they've grinded up the, the pirates mm-hmm. again, and it looks better. Yeah. And they fixed the whole thing. There's no pirate. There's no butterfly hunting. No, it, it seems more. I get the impression that it's, it's there's like two, like two or three, but it seems like it's the women chasing the pirates. Like they're like stealing some stuff and or, but they're, yeah, they're, they're, the chasing it, is it still makes, going. It on. makes sense now, though. It's not. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. It was when it became. I I was like, I don't think anyone was offended to begin with. They still have the buy a wench for a bride. So, I mean, okay, so they have that, mm-hmm. but they don't. You know, anyway, whatever. It's all. It's all. Uh, I was saying that to you that in the way that um, foreign countries have words for whole things that we take a long thing to explain, I wonder if in another country there's there's a word for people that are so obsessed with being PC that they fix things that are broken for fear that people will be offended mm-hmm. and no one will be offended in the first place. I don't know. And I, I, but I think that sometimes is the case. But they, they still have a Splash Mountain, which the Song of the South... Yes, they, I they, know. they will not release that movie. No, you, I know. You can't unless you want to get a bootleg. But they still have that ride, which. Well, have they? Well, I mean, I mean, if you, I mean, I mean, this is the thing. If you want to get like weird about stuff, you know, like I want to see the movie. <laughs> I've been on that ride so many times. I got so wet on Saturday on that stupid ride. But well, I want to see the movie. Well, it was, it was. I, I do feel with that one. I mean, it's, it is a little bit. It, I mean, it's unclear if it's, if it's pre or. Post uh, the Civil War, mm-hmm. and whether he's you know a, a paid servant or, or or indeed if he's an old slave, but he comes across as uh, you know a, 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 I've seen it. it. I was I'm I'm old enough that the last time they showed it in Europe, I went to see it at the cinema. Yeah, I remember. I've seen clips. There's, I remember. And and um, the point is though that it was they made it because it was it was Walt Disney's personal favorite children's book, mm-hmm. and I think that they should do a like. Criteria, you know, like they couldn't have criteria, like yeah. a special release, maybe with you know, like people just you know, like with an interview with mm-hmm. black historians discussing it on in the in different contexts of when yeah. it was made and the when the book was written and blah 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 blah, just so that people can decide for themselves and make it clear that you know you might not want to show this to your children, but it's still a piece of history. Yeah, you know, and uh, it ticks me off that you can and, only get and, a bootleg. You know, yeah, you know what I'm surprised at though the the musical. Because, you know, obviously there's Uncle Remus singing about, you know, zippity doodah mm-hmm. and there's a little animated bird flying around like in Mary Poppins. But the actual bits with Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear mm-hmm. are separate little cartoons. You know, he tells the stories yeah. to the little boy and then they become little animated shorts. I'm surprised they haven't at least put those together exactly. as a as a little half hour thing that you show your kids. So at least it, Flesh, Flesh Mountain makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I love it because it's 
it's kind of creepy in a way. You see these old animatronics. You know they're really old, but you, I, I'm curious. Pe- people that are obsessed with well, with Disneyland, by the way, and there are people that are just absolutely obsessed. One of the fun things you can do is when you go on Splash Mountain is count the bear asses, because the way <laughs> yeah, that if, if right you go through face. if you go through the ride, you're constantly confronted by Brad Bear, this big bear mm-hmm. ass coming at you in mm-hmm. different places mm-hmm. throughout the ride, and you see like the the, the, the Brad Bear's ass right in your face like mm-hmm. nine times in the whole ride. Yeah. So anyway. So I'm glad you had a good time, and I'm glad your daughter had a had a good time. Yeah. And, and the, it's, it's um, very magical. Yeah, good, especially when everyone's trapped outside, yeah. desperately getting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, questions. So, so we we have questions now. You did a you did an interview with uh, another um, podcast. I mean, not a podcast. No, another another, another com- website. Another uh, yeah yes. website. Um, so the, the the transcript. I don't think the transcript makes you look very good, but oh dear. So it's uh, the question was asked. We've been introduced somewhat to this Earth Two version of Superman. Yes. So we'll just start there because that's the the bulk of the questions that were sent to you. Are, are deal with the decision to kill Lois Lane um, from the start of. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so the question is: We've been introduced somewhat to this Earth Two version of Superman. He's mourning Lois Lane. Was she killed or did she just die? And you say, um. And the question, uh, the interviewer asks, "Does that matter?" Which, which is a completely different question, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, so does it matter uh, that that Lois is dead? First of all, well, does it matter in what way? Does it matter for the for, to, like, to make to make the Earth the different version of Superman work as a character? Yeah. Yes, it drives him absolutely. Okay, and. You have to remember, this is Earth 2. There's no point doing the same. There's no point doing another version. This is a reboot. This is, you know, and I've, I've, if there's one thing I've said, it's that this is a reboot. Mm-hmm. And there's no point doing the same as Earth 1, mm-hmm. you know. And so in terms of, of, of the story, having Lois already dead at the start of it, it's not like we, we, we show some sort of graphic death of the character is one of the things that drives this version of Superman to do some of the things that he does. Mm-hmm. So he, he will be uh, will he be dramatically different as a result? Well, he'll definitely have this sadness that, that you know, drives him and makes him, makes him into a different character. But, I mean, you have to understand that it's about what makes the story work best. You know, it isn't that I enjoy killing women or I don't respect women, mm-hmm. you know. If he had had... If, if, if an intrinsic part of Superman's law was the love of his 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 younger brother, mm-hmm. I would have killed you know, or we would have had had the younger brother be dead before the story begins. Instead, you know, it's it's what drives the story sometimes, the plot. Let's let's look at let's look at the last time we actually saw on panel uh, a, a romantic um, interaction between Lois Lane and and Superman. Well. And and can you tell me who wrote that? I believe it was me. Oh, okay. I think that, as I recall, the last, you know, because I, I wrote Superman up to seven. My last issue was 700. Mm-hmm. JMS came on. Immediately he became Forrest Gump. And he was grounded. And he was grounded. Literally. And he immediately he came back from uh, Krypton, New Krypton. And he's like, to hell with my wife. I'm going walk about. 
and he would call in <laughs> once in a while, you know, hey, I'm, I'm hey, honey, I'm, I'm in I'm Albuquerque. I'm in Ohio. Yeah. And then at the very end, they did get back together and they had a very glib like, oh, you know, like he'd come back from, you know, a day out with his guys at the racetrack and he was, you know, hey, you have fun today? Yeah, I had fun. Yeah, okay, see you later, baby. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The last, the last time that they were truly romantic was the story I wrote. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to deal with the idea that, you know, how soldiers, when they come back from the war, the one thing they want to do is, be with this, is take their wife in, you know, and their children if they have them, but they don't. You know, their, their wife in their arms and just tell her, you know, I love you and I did all this, you know, partly for us and I was thinking about you the whole time I was away and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that was the last romantic time was me. Okay. Um, so... So, uh, so to answer the question, um, so he's, he's, so he's mourning Lois Lane. Was she killed and did she just die? So when, when you launch, when you launch the, she is, she is as a, uh, as a journalist doing her job as a professional person, Mm -hmm. she's a casualty of, so she dies on, I think you're telling us too much information. You think so? I don't know. I would, if I was well, I mean, the show, I'd be like... I mean, she's a casualty of, 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 what, of the events that are going on in so, one of two. So, like, so think of it as, as like, oh, so she's, a, she's a journalist, she's in, like, in the field, she's doing her job, and, and yeah. she dies. And I think that's great. That's actually an incredible way to, to have her die, because it's... It's, it's, a, a, it's not cliche. It's not, it's like, not cliche. Like, oh, some supervillain, no. enemy of Superman. Right. Like, so, that's, so that's it. So, but that's all, I can, that's all I want to say on it. I don't want to say too much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yes. Uh, it, 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 so she dies doing her job, which, yes, is, exactly. which a lot of journalists do. Well, two, two of them died. Uh, two French journalists died uh, about a week ago. I really believe. sad. Really sad. Yes. Um, and they're, that, that's interesting. That brings up like this this question no, that maybe I American. They might have, anyway. There were two journalists that died. Uh, it's terrible. I don't remember what they were. It was a, 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 there was definitely a French photographer, and I think maybe a French a French female journalist died. I think so. It's interesting because there's always this debate, and now I, this is kind of going in a different direction from the comic book yeah. uh, subject matter but um there's always this question of whether or not um like is the is the news worth sacrificing your life for you know is to get that story is is it worth your life and i mean it's and it's really a fleeting moment right you know like let's say it's um like the like you're in egypt you know and and they had the whole um um riots right the riots in egypt And there were, I'm sure, casualties well, there's, like there's, a lot. There's, 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 there were quite a few. Over a hundred, I believe, or two hundred. Yeah. But like some were journalists. So to cover that story, to get that story up, and and to print it, is it worth like, uh, is it worth your life? And I mean, will people really remember your legacy as as a, well, as a journalist well, or as a person? I, I think that the person that really has to answer that question is a person that's putting their life in danger. You go when you're a embedded or a battlefront f- f- uh, journalist that goes into dangerous areas. They know the risk, so for them, telling the truth or getting the truth out there or reporting the events that are going on in the world is a driving motivation that they're willing to potentially die for. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you you have to. I mean, that, that, that that's the person to ask. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, someone. 
for us to decide for them, I think is wrong. For uh, for me, um, I always get really really sad. I, I love I love journalism. I, I love. I mean, that was like that's what I wanted to do, you know, in, in school. So when when I think about that, um, I I wonder, you know, is is this is this a way I, I would want to die? And it always makes me sad because they're always trying to do a service to the rest of the world. Yes, you know? absolutely. And and they're trying to bring about some some kind of change, some kind of what what why is there? Why a are you... I I, just, I I don't think necessarily. And I can't speak for everyone. I don't think necessarily all of them are trying to do a service for the world. See, some of them are want to make their name for themselves. You know, they want to be the one that gets. Well, that. that's true. I I think you're right. But I my, my I think my point is: Do they feel that that need for to make a name for themselves is worth potentially them dying? And I mean, it's such a huge. I mean, and, and, yes. Yeah. I mean, they clearly do. I mean, no one. I I I think if you were a sports reporter and you got like knocked down by a horse at the racetrack. That you'd be pissed off, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if you were looking down on your dead body, going, "Jesus, I, I, this I, is how I die." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. But when you go to a place where there's the potential for, like, you know, violence, you know, insurrection, violence, war, you even if it's for even if it's for self self glory, you know, or or, or, or fame, um, or fame, or... It, you you still know the risk and you you take it. So there, so you know, so I. I I think if they think the risk is worth it, then the risk is I worth mean, it. Uh, and I mean, and I I'm forget. I'm certainly glad there are brave reporters out there doing their job. I forget um, his name, I'm sorry to say, but uh, I think the first name is David, but he was a Wall Street Journal journalist uh, back during uh, 9-11. Yes. He, he was tortured, like severely tortured, and there were they, they, uh, Al-Qaeda filmed yeah. him. I can't well, believe I it. Well, his name. wife, wasn't it, made a... Didn't um, he was Angelina Jewish. Jolie made a movie of it, of the wife? Did did he? Did she? Yeah, it's a... It's a it's, they, the wife wrote a book on him. She did, yeah. And uh, she... Um, and then they made a movie, and I believe Angelina played her in the movie. Um... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, oh, Daniel Pearl. Daniel Pearl, that's right. Yeah, Daniel Pearl. So sad. Yes. And I don't necessarily know if he was doing that for fame. No, I'm, I'm not saying they're so wrong. So sad. I'm, no, I'm, but some no, of no, them definitely. T- Tony didn't say they all did. He just said some of them did. I'm thinking like someone like Kat, yeah. Kat Grant. You know, she she would put her, possibly put herself, and again, I'm, I'm taking it back to the comic books here. Yes, well, that's you know, she She would try to, you know, she would, she's about her image and her fame versus Lois is more... Getting the story, but I think if we if we have this fictitious scenario with Robin Cat Grant, I think that where you have where you, you have stories about like these journalists that never that that go out there, but they never actually get in the battlefront, and they just like get stories from other journalists at the at the local journalist bar in the, mm-hmm. in, t- in town in Cairo or wherever they are. She'd be that Lois would be out there yeah. in the middle of everything. She'd be there trying to get a story by like being all charming. Mm-hmm. And she'd be the one that would. That, but then I think if she got kidnapped, she would then use her. I think she's much more intelligent than than some people give her credit for. I think she would work out a way to get out of that uh, using her, her smarts. Mm-hmm. But I think that they would have to, if they were in the field, if they were covering you know whatever was going on in the world, they would be positioned in different places and they'd have different kinds of stories. Um. So will Bobo Benetti be popping up again anytime soon? Um. If there is more, if if I'm allowed to do more shade, and and you know it depends on ultimately how the the entire series is perceived, and and you know I mean they they're going to let the book see see it through to its conclusion, but sales aren't still aren't amazing. 
Um, if they want me to do more shade, and I obviously I'd love to, I have a really great shade Batman idea that I want to do. Um, then you'll see more Baby Bonetti. Okay. I was thinking it's funny going back to um, the sh- the way shade looked against like Jager. I mean, he was just like this little skinny dude. Against when? When was this? I, I, the, the issue in particular is uh, the, the Flash of Two Worlds issue. I think it's like one one oh five or one twenty three. You know, where Barry oh, Allen first yeah, meets yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the shades in that that story. Yeah, no, just, I think it's the second one. I think he's in the second. The first time he appears in the Silver Age, it's the second crossover, not the very first one. Maybe not. Maybe you're right, and and I should know, shouldn't I? But I don't. I, well, I, I, I just remember. Yeah, I remember. Anyways, he was this little skinny guy dressed in black and. Well, that's all it was. He didn't even have a secret identity, and I don't know why his past was so undocumented. Yeah. It wasn't like I retconned out a whole backstory. It's just like the this wasn't in, like, one to begin with at all. Phantom Stranger. Now, I mean, I, I I I was blown away that he here's a character created. I think it's like 1952. That's right, 1952. And there's nothing you don't even know what his name is. And so now now a lot of people are, and I'm changing the subject here, but a lot of people are, are worried what Jeff might do since you know he's been all these years without a, a true origin or name or anything and then so now you know because you know with, with Jeff people love him people don't love him and you know so they're, they're, they're I think there's some concern about him tweaking the character to I, I hope they don't over explain it I mean if I, I thought the, the brilliant did you ever read that secret origin of the Phantom Stranger uh, it's an issue of secret origin and they got three or four different people including Alan Moore to do their origin of the Phantom Stranger. So, and they were all very different. Mm-hmm. So you could pick and choose. You could pick and choose, or or the way it was written, it was like you or you could assume that none of them were true. Just like with the Joker. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I think that's that's the way to do it. Next question. Next question. Um, so, if there are two Earths, does that mean there are two Opal Cities? Uh, n- no. There's only one Opal City. I think. That, that's. I, I think I'm going to uh, with with Earth to clean it up and make it. Yeah, no, long story short. Okay, um, so Brian Jones says that he's looking forward to Earth Two. Thank you, Brian. And he's enjoying the shade. Thank you, Brian, very much. And do you have any further plans for Congorilla or Vigilante? Um, I get the feeling that the Vigilante that Vigilante kind of squeaked in. Um, because it had been that issue was drawn before when when uh, before the the decision to do the reboot happened, and so much of it. I mean, and Darwin did all this work and everything else. So as a result, it kind of squeaked in with the idea that even though there were no super powered heroes, there were a couple of mystery men running around in the forties. Um, but I don't know that I'll be able to do any more of that, honestly. Um. In fact, uh, I wrote, and it's actually, actually, I think, a brilliant three-part... It was going to be a backup in All-Star Western, a three-part vigilante story. It takes place in 1944, Galveston, Texas, that Darwin was going to do. Um, and then he got Watchmen, and they just said, no, we don't want any more of that. So that's never going to be published. But some of it did happen, or didn't he work on some of it already? No, no, no. The the only vigilante images you've actually seen are ones that come from that issue of the shade. Okay. But um, so so in terms of of uh, of, um, of vigilante, I doubt it. With with Congorilla, I don't know. I mean, no one's. Where's Congorilla in the New Fifty Two? 
Well, he's mentioned in issue one of Starman. So he's on Earth. He's, he's definitely someone who's on Earth, Earth One or Prime, whatever it's called, the main Earth. Um, I don't know. I just, I, you know, at the moment, I just want to make sure Earth mm-hmm. Two is as good as I can make it. And we'll see where we are. You know, and I'm finishing up my um, three issues of Vandal Savage for a DC Universe Presents. And then when I have a bit more time, and if DC wants me to do anything else for them, and I don't know if even that's going to be true, we'll see what happens. Um, your your editor, uh, Pat McCollum, has, has uh, implied yes. um, that this universe this uh, is going to be a little bit darker. It's, so... I, I, think, I think my editor, as great as he is, at times gets caught up in... in, he, I, in I, 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 well, I just wish... It, I, it's not going to be darker. It's just, gonna, it's, just more, it's just a different world with some very unique things that exist in that world based on the way that events have, have played out. I mean, it's, it, I don't think it's any darker. I don't think it's like a, a vertigo world or anything like that. It's just, it's just a different world mm-hmm. and, and, and in that way unique and interesting. I was thinking about the, the Cosby Show spinoff. What, another world? Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, yes. No. So Lisa uh, Sh- Shades of Limelight asks, yes. um, what is uh, new or fresh about an alternate universe where everything is dark and angry? Why does DC kill off women like this? Okay, well, as I just said, it isn't dark and angry. And, again, and, and I, I actually think that even with the slightly more extreme quotes that Patrick has it's made... It's taking stuff out of context. It's, it's, it's so... As taking you know make adding one and one up and making like seventy nine out of it there's there's no there's no way that anyone said oh this is dark angry world you just gotta wait and see yeah calm down and not jump to conclusions and then after well I've said that if if you still you know have problems then then we can have a a, a serious you know as as much as I want to have a discourse with everybody a, a discourse on on what they like and don't mm-hmm. like but let's just 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 chill wait. out for a little while yeah sounds good um. Are we going to get a glimpse of any classic JSAers before May? Well, if you, well, I mean, there's there's going to be uh, cover covers and 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 you're going to see solicits. What's that? The solicits. Yeah, so you're, you're definitely going to see the rebooted versions of of these characters of other characters. Do you like all the costumes? I am going to plead the fifth. Okay. On that. Yeah. I like. Uh, I like. Um, well, there's a lot of costumes. I don't want to say anything else. Yeah. Okay. Do you, Tony? Do you like all the costumes? I don't think I've seen that many. I don't. Oh, the, the oh, ones yeah. that came out last week. Sure, we've seen. Um, the, oh, the, I like all of those costumes. They, they're, they're really nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Supergirl. I, I like yeah. the Batman one. I mean, it's it's a little different. Um, I'm trying to think about Superman. Superman was, I think it was was it wasn't too different. Supergirls. Was a little weird. Um, I don't like Power Girls. A, a, a Power Girl and Robin, I, I, but part of it is these are just sketches, you know, and some of them were a little rough. So I, I think I need to see it, the finished product. I've, I've in, obviously, in I've, I've seen the way Nicola was drawn Robin, yeah. and it's pretty great. I, I imagine so. I th- yeah, I mean, oh, sketches sketches are, are, are one thing, and you, yeah, again, I yeah. mean, even that you've got to just wait. And yeah, so I'm, I don't want to make a judgment on those. I mean, they they seemed okay so far. Um, do you? Okay, so this question is why does it seem like? But I, 
um, you can't really answer that. So, yes. So, as as you personally, do you feel like it's as a writer uh, hard to write Lois Lane in Superman comics? Because the question is, why does it seem like writers don't have the guts or the creativity to write Lois Lane in Superman? Okay, well, there I was. I would happily have written Lois Lane when I was. I mean, I mean, I can only talk about myself. And you know, as soon as I could, I wrote Lois Lane. But when we began the all the the, the new Krypton stuff, and it was me and Je- and Greg Rucker, because I had Monel. I, I basically took, you know, that aspect of Superman's life that was uh, the science police and the Guardian and all, and all of that. And then, you know, and and uh, Greg Rucker asked me, I want Lois, or said, I want Lois Lane. I want to be the one that handles that side of, of, of Superman and his absence. So if you notice, there was actually a lot of Lois Lane in uh, action comics with, with Nightwing and Flamebird. So... So this is before JMS, like right before JMS. Well, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, I, I, why do other writers? I don't know that that's true. I think again, that's a very sweeping generalization, and I don't think the person that made that comment, whoever that was, has really thought thought through what they're they're asking or saying. Um, I think. What but they're... but but in terms of 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 my my own um, experience, that was the reason why I didn't do more Lois Lane is because J- uh, Greg was. Doing that, and we were kind of working as a team, trying to cover all of the aspects of Superman in Metropolis with him not being there. I really think that this uh, uh, sentiment, you know, this feeling that Lois doesn't get sort of the recognition or that she deserves as a character, comes. It's it's not necessarily um, unwarranted because I I think that Lois has the potential to be this more interesting character if she was just utilized. But I think that right now she is being utilized, you know. I feel, like, as a reader, that she's given, since the launch of the New 52, more of a, a presence in comics than she had been for a really long time. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that she's she's away from Superman. You know, she's away from Clark Kent. And that relationship has sort of been severed. So she's been given the opportunity to develop on her own. And I think that that's perfectly acceptable. Not every relationship can be a a Sue Sue Storm and Reed Richards relationship. You know, very few, uh, very few characters can have like a a a thriving marriage um, and still still maintain like this ability to to develop personally on their own. I remember when I was in film school many many years ago, we studied as a as you know, part of the the the, the, um, the theory aspects of, of film and, and TV, uh, soap opera, and and in order to keep something going and for new adventures to happen, no one stays together in soap operas. People get married and then they break up. It's just or, or people cheat on each other. That's how soap operas work. Or they get killed in playing in, in whatever you know, and then they come back with a, with a different actor playing them. You know that kind of stuff happens all the time. To a degree, there, I mean, we—it's it, it, not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, making a sweeping statement. There's a soap opera aspect to comic books. Mm-hmm, totally. So to keep it fresh, having too many people in marriages, it's hard to keep to keep that fresh. I mean, one of the things that 
it, one of the one of the reasons I think that they decided to undo, you know, Peter Park. I, I I I know this is this has to be the case. I remember Tom DeFalco years ago when he was in the editor saying they should never have married uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane because it it cuts the amount of stories you can have, the potential for. For, for them to be apart, the reasons why they're apart, other other lovers, other other people coming into the storylines. Um, and with Superman and Lois, again, that, that was something that was, was a problem with, with, with those characters, that when you have that triangle of this love triangle of, of Lois, who's in love with Superman, and Clark can't, she, she you know, wants her to love him for who he is, so, so that, that keeps them apart, that opens up a lot more stories than when they're married. So I think... Once the decision was made to, now the decision was made to break them up, you're going to see some interesting dynamic. And I think by not being married, you have the opportunity to make Lois into a much more strong and independent character on her own. Well, and she already has sort of developed that. You know, right. she's like the head of her, her uh, like she's gone from print news to, you know, television journalism. And she's a producer. Yes. And, and she's she's doing a lot more with her career. That is interesting to me. Yes. You know, as a female reader, I like to see that, you know, because I've always liked Lois Lane a lot. So I've, I've all, like, when I was reading Grounded, I've, it kind of made, pissed me off. Yeah. Like, you know, what, what the heck is this? Like, they don't even see each other, you know, they, there's no right. relationship. So starting all over again is not a bad thing in my book, in my opinion. And I actually, I, I've enjoyed um, the way that Lois has been able to grow. Now, that's not to say that Superman's current book is like my favorite book because it's not. Well, but the scenes with Lois Lane, I've really appreciated and I've enjoyed them. So, so getting back to the question. So going back to the I question, I think that it's a it's a, a, an oddly sweeping question that I can only be specific about my experience. And I, as I've just said, you know, there was a reason why I didn't have more of Lois in Superman. But when I did, I thought I handled it very well. So um, in Earth 2, are you going to focus on Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman rather than Wildcat, Flash, and Green Lantern? Um, I, I can't say too much now, but I think you'll be happy by how all the characters are represented. Hmm. Are you going to... Uh, um, that question was from Sean Higgins. So Thank you, Sean, for that Sean. question. Um, this uh, Shades of Limelight asks again... Why is there such a need to make Wonder Woman angry and vengeful? Well, I liked the idea for this storyline of something that drives her. And again, you know, one of the, one of the I mean, they were, DC's been very, um, giving me a lot of latitude in terms of things. But one of the things they did say is that they wanted these characters to be different from Earth One. And I, I wanted her which we see in issue one, to be the last Amazon. Hmm. So that it isn't the same, the same, uh, I mean, and, and that was sort of the problem, I think, if, if that, not, the problem is too strong a word, but if there was, if there was, a, if there was something that was wrong with the original Earth 1 and Earth 2 back in the pre-crisis days, as a, as if you were a writer, is that Superman and Wonder Woman were just older versions of Superman and Wonder Woman. And Batman was, I mean, and that's why Batman was more interesting because he was never in it. And it was, you know, a grown-up Robin in that strange sort of Batman costume with a yellow cape. And then and then the Hunters came along. So, but, but you know, I, we don't need to have the same, you know, the same Wonder Woman on Earth, 
on Earth 2 that's on Earth 1. So this version is of uh, who's the last Amazon and that drives her need to honour and honor and be the epitome of her sisters and her and her world. That is sort of her character though, isn't it? I mean when Greg Rucker wrote her, I mean, she's she broke Max Lord's neck. Yeah, she's always panel. been I mean she's, she's always been reined in and and, uh, and um She's always been a little she I mean she is a warrior. Yeah, I mean that I don't is that bad? I I think that makes her cool, honestly. I think, I mean, I, yeah, I think that's what a, I've a always tough, sort of liked you know, about her. I mean, I mean, at her worst was when she was this namby pamby, like glorified Justice League se- personal secretary. You know, or you know, in the Justice Society, I think she was. She acted back in the Golden Age. I mean, if like, you, if you, like, if, their, if you lost secretary. your entire family, like everything you've ever known, how are you going to feel? Yes, you're going to be pretty mad. Yes. You know, but. Um, Wonder Woman's always sort of been very uh she she's been different than than Superman in that she's she's always been a little bit more uh not vindictive but just well she she acts like a warrior would act she thinks with that kind of morality and those kind of yeah eye for an eye sort of yes. a thing whereas and, and even in the, the Justice League at the moment if you look at the way that Jeff is depicting her it's it's sort of funny that she talks about, you know, like you know, can we kill these guys? And you know, she has more of that warrior's way about her. Yeah, what's wrong? Why why can't we kill these guys? So so of? um, so the question was what 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 what's the need to make her angry and vengeful? She's a, supposed to be a warrior. Yeah, she's a warrior. I, but I, I, but I like think... my argument would be that she's always that's always those have always been traits of her character. She can show yeah. a tremendous amount of compassion. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would agree with you, Sarah, and I think. Angry and vengeful. I it's, think strong and committed. You, you can. You can. But if, well, I mean, I don't what, think what, she's, what, she's what happened? Way, what well. happened with Max Lord? I forget the specifics of that story. He, what he, did he do he, to her? He controlled her. He, he controlled her. Controlled everyone. He killed he, Ted Cord. He, he, he controlled. She's controlling Superman. He controlled Superman, and then they were oh, fighting. That's right. And, right. And the only way to stop it was to stop him. Yeah. So she broke his neck. But see, I I, I, mean. <laughs> I, I I don't think she has been vengeful. That I I think she's been depicted as as a, a softer character more than she's been vengeful. Yes. I mean, I think when when she does stand up and start like kicking ass, I mean, I think that's cool. And I don't think we've seen that. A lot of time, it's just. But I think part of the reason that we haven't seen that is because she's always held back by the Justice League. Well, because Superman's always like, well, you shouldn't do that. You know, because that's not right. And and Superman and, and Batman are sort of like, okay, we don't kill. But I think that that line is sort of blurred for Wonder Woman anyway. And I think that, that the fact that they like they hold those ethics, that's sort of held her back mm. from... It almost feels like Kingdom Come was the first time we really saw the tough, you know, the Wonder Woman in all the armor. I mean, I don't know how many times she I'm was trying to think before, before that. that, but I, that really stands out as yeah. one of the first times. And, and it's like she's a, an Amazon. I mean, she's a warrior. Well, so I would um, I would argue that with this one, you know, what angry, vengeful, whatever. Again, just wait and read the story and then all right, move on. get back to me. Yeah. Okay. Did the editors confirm whether uh, the new 52 Earth was Earth Zero or Earth Prime? I think this this is a... a what, who, who asked that question? This this is Robert McSantos. Um, I think I actually was supposed to find out. I was under the 
misapprehension, perhaps, that the new... In, in the old days, back in pre-crisis, as you might remember, there was Earth 1, Earth 2, and then there was also Earth Prime, which was where we lived. And it was how, you know, Flash would get on his cosmic treadmill and go and visit Carrie Bates. Or mm-hmm. There was actually a, a Justice League crossover where Carrie Bates came to Earth... I think it was Carrie Bates, it might have been Len Wein, I forget who it was, where they, they come to Earth 1 or Earth 2 and they have superpowers. Um, so that was the old Earth Prime. Uh, for some reason, I got in my head that the new main Earth was now called Earth Prime. Either Earth Prime or Earth Zero. Well, it might be called Earth Zero. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, don't know either. Well, we, well, I should find out. And I, I've just been busy with working and whatnot, and I haven't called up and... Got gotten confirmation, but I mean, surely someone can get. You know, that's not that hard to find. To get I to wouldn't. Are there still fifty-two worlds now? Because Vertigo was, I think, Earth thirteen, and I think um, Wildstorm was Earth fifty, and I, I don't know if I get those. Numbers. Well, because those were combined now, so yes, are there two less I Earths? Don't know. I know. I, I'm not that's asking. My, I'm, no, I know. That's bottom line. Is I have no idea. I know there's Earth one and there's Earth two, and I don't. And I assume I don't know one way or the other. I assume Grant Morrison's still working on this. Multiversity book action and well in action nine action comics nine we're going to see um, President Superman is going to return. Oh, okay. So I, I guess there are other Earths. Yeah, and and that. Wait a minute! Didn't I also? Am I remembering this right? In fifty two, isn't there a thing that where if if a, that the world that the 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 the, the matrix of all these worlds, if one goes away, it gets filled in with a new Earth. So there's always I, it 52 familiar. Earths. That's what I'm, so I'm, so I'm, it's I'm possible thinking. that if Vertigo World and, and Wildstorm the World has gone... There's two new ones. New which, ones with, which could be completely different. Yeah. I don't know. Um, who is your favorite character to write? The Kate, one you're currently from, writing. This is from Casey. Um, the, my favorite character to write... It's the Shade. I, I, he certainly is a character that I love writing only because he sort of writes himself. The dialogue... You know, I, convenient. I don't. There, even have there to, are a few. I, I think there are a few writers that know a character as well as you know the shade. Right. So there. Yes. So, so that would be it. Um, I mean, but it's always the challenge of finding. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm having a lot of fun. I mean, he, he's in. He, he, we, we know he's a part of the team, but I'm, I'm really enjoying writing Jay Garrick. Cool. Do you have, or, or this is from Avenging Expolt, does the esteemed Mr. Robinson have any plans for Ralph Dibney? Um, I don't know what the status of Ralph Dibney is, whether he's dead, whether he's, whether he's not had an origin and he's, and he's going to be coming back. So he's not in the first few issues, is what you're saying? Well, he's, no, I mean, he's not on Earth. He's, <laughs> he's, he's definitely not in, in the Earth 2 yeah. book. He, 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 he won't be, but if they ever did bring back Ralph Dibney, I would be... First in line to to write that character, he's my one of my favorite DC characters. I love and and I love the fact that he's got this great marriage. It's like Nicanor Charles and the Thin Man. That would be, you know, I have an idea for a way to like update that and make it cool, but keep them as this really fun, sexy couple that get involved in all these fantastic stories. Mm-hmm. But 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 that's what I'd like to do. Whether I'll ever get to do it, I can't say. Uh, Scott Stamper asks, uh, "Do you have plans for the Spectre and Doctor Fate?" I can't. Say. Okay. Um, Sean Higgins asks, "What kind of feeling will the Earth Two book be going for?" Well, just and it's like Spectre was mentioned in that, that Justice League backup with Pandora, yes. mm-hmm. so right. we'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Now, I repeat the question since I sure. interrupted. What kind yes. of feeling will the Earth Two book be going for? Or what kind of feeling will it have? 
dark and gritty. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will have a depressing, morbid, it, it, uh, uh, suicidal. No, it will be. <laughs> it will be. Um, it, it's like world building. It will be different. It'll be at times breathtaking. It's a whole earth. Yeah, there's going to be dark places. There's going to be light places. And and a sense that is this a superhero book? Well, it's it, it, yes, it's, in some ways. I mean, is it's, it is it more like Green Lantern or like Batman? Oh, that's a good question. It's I would if if I could do uh, ratios, I would say two thirds Green Lantern, one third Batman. Okay, so it's only one third dark. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have darkness or there's no light. If we've learned anything from Green Lantern, uh, we've, we've learned that. That's true. We Pretty recently we learned that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. With Earth 2, and this is from Blah, which is the best name. It's really the best name. Okay. With Earth 2, what differences can we expect from certain characters like Batman and Superman? It's going to be darker. Um, <laughs> I I don't... This is this is not me deliberately being vague. I no, just I, I, I just I, don't, I wouldn't want you to answer yeah, that. Yeah, I just I just don't feel there everything. Will be some it's, it's some of it you just got to read and enjoy for the first time. I don't want to say everything. I don't you know? want to be spoiling everything. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's going to be some difference because it wouldn't make sense to just do here. I mean, it's just like with Marvel and the Ultimates. There's there's some big differences because you don't want to just do the same thing again because it's redundant. There'd be no point to have yes. everything exactly the same. So. I'm going to say for you that there will be some differences. Yes. Brent Stewart says, why the focus on the big three in Earth 2? Boring. I think that's just a PR stuff. And again, I'm, I'm, I, I I'm think, answering for I think that you have to wait and um, see how this all plays out in the book. You know, there's a very there's a reason why things are the way they are. And, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, this is in... Uh, not in English. Um, Translate. Uh, <laughs> okay, come on. This is, this is people waiting on... Yeah, people are like listening yeah, to... Yeah, well, why don't you talk to each other? <laughs> or something, you know? Talk about Disneyland again. Um, oh, I will say this. Um, as I was saying to Tony, um, I get my my DC comps and I get them at a point where I get half of the, half of the books you guys have already read. And then half of them are coming out in the next two weeks. Cause I get them on that cycle. Do you, are they like specifically separated? Like, do you know, or do you have to keep track? Well, I, I go into the store and I see, you know, and I, and I pick up the odd DC. I, I buy the DC book that I want to, you know, mm-hmm. read, read that day. Cause you have to wait for them. But I will say this, I've read the, the swamp thing that's not out yet. And it's fantastic. You have to. Fantastic. No, I haven't. Oh, but it's fantastic oh Gene says this is a comment Jesus is only number 30 in the comic vine overall power list even the white ranger beats him that's not a question (laughs) I saw that comment too that's not that's not funny that's a little bit funny (laughs) it's just a little bit funny if a comic company and this is from Jake Dilly 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 sorry James Jake I even call you James. Jake is so a cool sorry. name, though. I think Jake, Jake is, a, cool is a very cool name. It's like it's, Harry. It's one of those like cool hero names. Oh, it's it's like a sixties like Jake. Harry. I don't think of sixties. Oh, well, of... when you say Harry, I think of yeah. Well, Harry's well because super sixties. Yeah, that's a little bit sixties. 
Anyway. If a common company rejects a submission, do you keep trying with it at work while working on something else, or do you just move on? Well, I f think that if you try, you're probably it's you're, you can't like resubmit it not while not while you know the the same people are working working at the company. What I think most people do is they hold on to certain aspects of the plot and keep that and and you know if there's a good plot twist or a good or a good storyline and create their own characters maybe or do their own thing. I mean, the classic example is um, Wanted was a, a secret society of supervillains pitch that they converted, and you can almost see mm -hmm. who these characters are if you think about it. Um, so that that can happen, of course. You know, you can take it somewhere else, yeah. or. Um, or, uh, or 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 you you hang on to elements of the plot and then to, to, to do something else with it down the line. Scott Stamper uh, asks: Will Earth Two touch upon legacy characters like Jade and Obsidian, Damage, Cyclone, and etc.? I can't say. Okay. Chris Vansel <laughs> asks: Will James ever use the phrase "pendulous testicles" in a script? Maybe a script about the gym. Uh, I would love to. <laughs> uh, we can, but hope. <laughs> What, what what he's referring to is a uh, once in a while I do these long kind of like Twitter stories where I I take a I write a whole thing and then I write it up in 140 words and, and post it. Or and um, I did that recently with a with one of the most bizarre days at the gym, and part of it involved me going into the changing room. And as you know, in changing rooms, like change room etiquette is you kind of like you're as fully nude as you're as little fully nude as possible you always like have your towel and then you kind of like quickly quickly kind of put your pants mm -hmm. on there's not like walking around it's weird when guys like just walk around you know mm -hmm. so i walked into the changing having conversations room. what's that or did the old dudes having conversations yeah well no so I, I walk in and there's this one old man in the gym who is stark naked dripping wet and he's like slipping and sliding on the tiles and he can't and like holding on to the side of the of the of the sink and everything, and I actually get past him to use the urinals. You didn't help him. I I, wouldn't, I didn't want to go near him. <laughs> and he's and he's. Can you imagine? And he, <laughs> you. And, and I did mention and the he fact falls that falls on top of you. How he was, funny would oh, that I don't be? Want, no, it wouldn't have been oh funny at all. God. And he he had he it was just bizarre because he had this it's this relatively Wait. small member, but these gigantic like ogre like testicles. That were just so shocking, and I opened the door and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then I, I, I managed to get past. It's, it's quite a narrow changing room, so I, so getting past him, it's not like you can just like skirt around him. It was there was a degree of. Did you guys do the dance? Like kind of. Yeah, well, I was trying to do the dance. He was just trying to stay on his feet, <laughs> dripping wet with water everywhere. And then as I'm, and, and 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 like you know those like faces that are just frozen in your memory. As I um was 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 doing my my business at the urinal. I glance as, a, as the door opens. So there's me at the urinal. There's this nude guy, nude old man, big, wet guy. And then there's this young Asian gentleman who just comes in. And I'm, I'm making a sweeping generalization, but I do think Asians are a bit more kind of like... Reserved. Reserved and, and, and genteel about stuff like that. The look of horror on his face... Like, if, if, if there had just been a chopped up body dismembered and lying on the floor, he couldn't have had more shock and horror. So so, I, so when I describe this on Twitter, I use the word pendulous testicles, and that's what this gentleman, this question is about. <laughs> this is disgusting. Um, so, 
is, is the yeah is the death of E2 Lois a means to write stories of Superman dealing with true loss? Uh, I mean, that's kind of implied in what McCallum. Yeah, I can. You c- yes, I, even I said that. Yes, that's just a yes answer. Okay. Uh, and that was Edwin Dunn. Thank you, Edwin. Uh, Shane Holden asks, so is this formation of Justice Society or League on another Earth, or is it just events in DC unfolding on another Earth? Wait, what? I'm not... Uh, let me think what he's asking there. Um, can, yeah, can you repeat the question? So is this formation of Justice Society slash League on another Earth? Or is it just events in D.C. unfolding on another Earth? Oh, no. This is a completely separate Earth, right? So yes. you have, like, the regular D.C. universe where you have those stories, but then you have, like, an alternate dimension where you have yes. uh, the same characters but on different planes. But it, it, but, but you aren't going to see, like, hypothetically, Blackest Night, and then there's the Earth 2 version of Blackest yes. Night. I mean, they're going to be very separate stories and, and events happening. It isn't going to be just be a... A, a, another version. Yeah, another version of the same thing. Any chance we might be seeing uh, Jeff John's little sister in Earth 2? Uh, no, I can't say. Okay. Um, blah, 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 lots of questions uh, there. Um, yes. Okay, cool. Will Earth 2 feature all of Earth 2 heroes? Will it explore the universe? Well, I, I, I don't want to reveal the heroes... Yet, in fact, I can't. DC said I have to be careful what I say. But um, what the second part? What was the second part? Mm. Heroes, and then what? Uh, will it explore the universe? Yes, it will. Okay, cool. Do you have like a Earth Two Africa? Yeah, it's like, it's it isn't like there's weird countries. It's still... no, why not? I mean, you could do that, right? It's I could if I wanted to, but how, how, but there's how a point cool where it, there's a point where it stops. You could have Atlantis, like an actual Atlantis. You, you, there's a point where they never sunk. Imagine a, that. Are you having you having fun with me, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Okay, keep on. Uh, MSM asks, will we see the shade after the miniseries, and could this be taking place on Earth too? Um. Well, in hindsight, I wish it was, honestly, but at the time, it it, it just it isn't. I mean, I've pretty much established that it's on the main Earth, mm-hmm. um, so there's that. If, if I mean, I don't know. I would love to do, I could literally write The Shade, you know, I'd always want to do it as, you know, miniseries and maxi series. I, I never want to do a monthly because, you know, even if sales could justify it, because um, I think... Often a less is more, you know. Mm-hmm. But I could happily write Shade Adventures the rest of my life. I love writing a character and I think I, it just kind of flows out of me. My eight-year-old wants to read some DC books after watching Young Justice this past Saturday. What would you recommend? Not Tiny Titans, because it's getting cancelled. But there's a new Superman family by Franco and um, yes. Baltazar. Um, I don't know, honestly. I mean... the. Well, there, there, there is a Young Justice comic that's that mirrors. It's, it's based on the, yes, on the cartoon. So yes. definitely get that if he wants. Like, I, I, in, the, in terms of the DC proper universe, I mean, it, it is a little bit more adult, and he should probably wait a couple of years for his little boy to read him. Hmm. You can still get Tiny Titans and trades. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, forty nine just came out. And, last and, to your wife, and, right? Yes, it was her. Yeah. She, she got all that going, and then. Um, a book that everyone should... I mean, unfortunately, it's also been cancelled, but it was so good, was Brave and the Bold. Yeah, my daughter loves that one, Charlie too. Fish, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why I'm whistling through my teeth, I don't know. 
You have holes through your teeth. That's why. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can spit through that, by the way. And the can teeth you? Can you? Yeah. Did you do that all the time? Well, I don't know. Now, when I was, when I was younger, I certainly did it. Did you do it in the mirror? Like, at your own No, reflection? I used to do it at people. Oh, that's rude. Well, I was a kid. I was, like... When, rude, get, rude child. F- well, I was getting into fights and stuff, so it oh, was really? part of all of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had a, an ex-boyfriend who had, like, a big hole... Like yeah, I have a little teeth. one, but I, 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 if I play with my saliva like and, I brushes, get it, yeah. and I get it really, like, liquidy, yeah. then I can sort of, and it goes, Shh. Yeah, I'd sometimes be sitting on the couch and he'd, like, he'd be like, hey, Sarah, and then spit at me. Well, that's just not right. Funny, actually. Was that? It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, I wasn't even expecting it. Okay, like, well, oh, as, you as, long as, as long joker. as you're fine uh, being involved with an obvious misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> he was not. Anyway. Uh, um, Michael O'Brien says he's very excited to see Alan and he really loves the description and he's wondering if Al Pratt will have powers I can't say you just have to wait I, okay. I, oh, this is all I will say is I'm really enjoying writing Al Pratt are you this is Rich Bourne are you bringing back the Wildcats I can't say. Oh my gosh! Now this is this is where even with the podcast that didn't get aired, there were questions. questions. I just there's things that I would I would love Richard. I would love to tell you everything I I could. I just can't, and you just have to be patient and bear with me. But you can tell us if uh, the shade is making it to number twelve. Yes, I can, and it is. Yay! And um, and uh, I saw. Fraser Irving has a very interesting process. He's the writer. He's the artist on issues nine through eleven where he lays out all three issues, mm-hmm. and then he begins up. So he's taken some time because he's been laying out the entire series, but having seen those layouts, and now he's starting the actual work, and if you see his avatar, I think it's the one of these uh, the, 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 the mythical villains that Shay fights in that arc. Um, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what he does. And then um, with the issue 12, you know, I, I sent it in, and it went off to Gene Ha. And he immediately came back with all these roughs and layouts, but also these great ideas. He just sort of, you know, something I came up with, he was like, well, what about this and this and this for, like, visual elements? And I was like, wow, what a great, you know, what a great guy. So I'm very excited about these final four. I mean, I'm excited about the whole series, obviously, but I think getting DC to agree to the end of this series and the fact that we're getting these great final arcs is a really great way to end this this miniseries. Uh, So uh, how do you make a perfect British cup of tea? You uh, have a have a kettle. You have tea bags or tea in in said kettle waiting. You boil. You bring the also oh, a teapot. I mean to say you have you have tea bags in the teapot. You boil you boil the water. You make sure it's boiling, but not like boiling, boiling, boiling. You bring the pot to the kettle. You pour. You let seep for. I would say about two minutes. That's a sort of t- a taste thing, but you don't want to burn the tea. You want to just you want to. I always pour the, the the hot water on the side of the kettle so it comes down and then hits the tea bag and not directly onto the tea bag. And then you have it. I I don't like sugar in my tea. I just like tea with a little milk. I like a little whiskey. With in tea, your tea, that's gross. Like a hot toddy. That's a that's no, 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 hot, hot toddy is uh, whiskey. Yeah, it's whiskey and like in like lemon. I can make yeah, a great hot toddy. Honey. Yeah, but it's there's no tea in it. I, I have it with tea. I, there is tea in there. You're a strange. You're like that's the like Earth Two hot toddy. <laughs> Maybe it is. 
I, I, when I get a sore throat, I put a little Jameson and. Oh, I do too. I end up. Do you, do you end up like just getting drunk when you're sick, like in bed, and you just like you realize you've drunk like I a bottle of Jameson? Really, a whole bottle? Well, a little one, you know. You, you See, the, the thing is, my my wife likes Jameson too. Oh, so it's, it's like she's a whiskey a, drinker. I didn't know. She that. loves Jameson. Yeah. Wow. Like we um we bought the twelve year old bottle um when my my cat you know, it's, it's yes, like, yes. you know just drink a toast to him and that bottle's like gone. there's like a little bit left. It's like, <laughs> don't drink it all. Season for me. Yeah. Um, I like I like uh, what is it? Woodford Reserve. Okay, that's good. That's good stuff. Who led the Parademons in Earth Two? If it wasn't Darkseid from Outside Eighty Five. Um, I can't reveal that, but I think there's Did you plans. Say you? No, I said Darkseid. Oh, and I, I, I heard, thought you said uh, me. Your, your little comment, you making fun of me. Hey. Oh, Tony was here. What do you mean? I, I oh, but we miss him. Yeah, right. We did miss you. I'm we just did, making fun of him. You. We did miss you. you no, because uh, no, I listened to the, the other podcast. And, oh, I made fun of him one time. makes some little dig. And then she, she tries covering it, like, oh, but we miss him. And she's probably I making faces. I wasn't trying to cover. I wasn't making You're faces. You're very sensitive. Yeah, he is very sensitive. Yes. Thank you. I gotta work. If you had oh. to, if, if you had some of the scorn and the... Comments that are heaped upon a freelancer, you would curl up in a little ball under the table. Nah, I get, I get hate. You do? Yeah, oh, sure. Okay. I get all the time. Oh, well, well and, not and, all the time. And yet you're so lovable. How can anybody hate you? I'm it's not. True. No, that, that is me being sarcastic. You are very lovable. I don't man. know. When I say that, ask Sarah. It's complete candor. What the heck? Sarah loves you. It's true. Do the, so wait, what was the question? So the, who led the parademons into Earth Two if it wasn't I, Dark Side? I wait and see. I can't reveal that, but I believe that will be revealed quite soon. Okay. Um, do the E two Supergirl and Robin get shunt, shunted over to Earth to main Earth in the first arc? That's a little. Uh, that's, that's too a, specific. That is a very good question, but, but, but you don't really want to know the answer to that. Okay. I mean, these are good questions, I think, but I can't believe people. Do you really want to know? Well, this is and this not is read? the thing. This I don't is, want to a, buy the this is the thing that sometimes story. happens, and it ha- it's happened to me with Shade Four. In that, how often does Darwin Cook do a comic book? Like you know, he does he does not the Parkers novels, and so that should have been a lot more hype made of that. And when it was announced, it, it was we we did an interview for comic comic book resources, and then by the time the book came out, no one remembered. No, you know, and it, no one cared. And I do think sometimes people get so excited now, and I hope. You know, by May, they're still, you know, they haven't been all, all, all petered out and they're moved on to something else. So I think keeping a little bit of mystery is a good thing. Yeah. You know? Um, if you could write a screenplay for anything, what would it be? If I could write a screenplay for anything? What, like the life story of Albert Einstein? Is that what you'd want to write? No. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually writing a, I'm, I'm writing a screenplay at the moment. I'm writing a... Um, don't, don't say... Okay. You what? really can't, can you? What, the writing screenplay? Well, I mean, you can say you were writing a screenplay, but you shouldn't say I'm not going to say what it's what about. It's I'm just going to say it's a romance. Oh, that's, that's romantic. It. That's, that's nice. Which is not... Romance between I can't two, say. two guys? I can't a say. A girl and a guy? I can't say. Because that, that's, that that's too much, you see? You're, you, wait a minute, you were saying don't You're say like it. You're one of those people, Sarah. Then you wanted to know. I'll, I'll tell you later, maybe. Maybe. Uh, if your upcoming DCU presents story, why use a character, a new character, instead of Scandal Savage? Because this was an idea that, that was pitched to me. Mm-hmm. It's a story that needs a new character instead of Scandal Savage. But as I assured Gail Simone, 
I have at no point in the story do we undo the fact that Scandal Savage exists. Hmm. It's just, you know, I mean, he's an immortal. He's already said he has like thousands of children running around. I bet. So this is just, you know, the, the, the one that is most specific to the story and to the situation that he's in when we introduce him for the first time in the present day DC new universe. Hmm. Did you see Justice League Doom? Not yet. It's interesting that they have Vandal Savage instead of Rachel Ghoul. As the the big big baddie, that's hmm. it's interesting. I mean, there there's like um, you got like Barry Allen and Hal Jordan there instead of like Wally West and Kyle. Well, what's it's in it too, isn't he? Um, isn't Cyborg in it? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, the so new. It's, so that so they're going forward. This is the new Justice League. It is, but it's not. I mean, there's there's like this this strange. Well, don't tell me because I do want to see it. No, is it good animation? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's on par with with the rest. Um, uh, some of it's good. yeah, some yeah. I mean, some, so some, I mean, sometimes I don't know if I wrote it in a review, but sometimes Superman's face looked a little weird, like okay. a little little lacking. But I thought, I mean, I, I don't mean to change subject, but what was I really liked is you get all the heroes in there, and then there there's there are moments where you get to see the Flash take the spotlight. You get to see one, you know, because right. all the animated movies now are either Batman or Superman. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it's great that you actually get to see the other characters. It was good. Uh, Paul Gomez asks, "What video games are you currently playing?" Um, I'm currently i've I've been so busy with work and 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 I'm actually writing a novel. I know I said write a screenplay, but I'm actually writing a novel, and it's such a joy to write something like that. That I haven't had been playing a lot of video games lately. I'm currently playing um, Dead Space Two, mm-hmm. which is fantastic and so scary. I love that. I love Dead Space. It's so good. Um, so I'm playing that, but I kind of stopped, and I need to, you know, when you have to like get the momentum going again. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of need to do that with it, and then um, then I'll probably play Assassin's Creed. Uh, the last Assassin's Creed will be the one uh, I play after that. You'll, you'll, you'll but enjoy I also, it. I also haven't played the. Um, Did you hear about the new Assassin's Creed? No. So it's uh, going to take place during the American Revolution. Brilliant. Although I'm, I'm curious where the cities will be. Yeah, me too, but I. I don't know how brilliant. Oh, American they're. Revolution. Yeah. Not the American. I was thinking of Civil War. American Revolution. No. Well, I just don't. I mean, I guess because bear in mind that there were ships. There was, you know, so you could be on the seas. You could. You don't. Even though it's in the Revolution, is it in America? Because like well, that that affected things in Paris. That affected things in all sorts of places. I think so. I mean, or at least that's a rumor. I don't know if it's been confirmed. Um, and then there was New Orleans, of course, which had that had a huge cool. with, Jack, with yeah. Jean Lafitte and all of that. No, that was uh, eighteen twelve, wasn't it? Actually, was Jean Lafitte fighting in the in the Revolution or in eighteen twelve war? I don't remember. No, uh, Assassin's uh, the Revolutionary War was like seventeen. No, but, yeah, but Jean Lafitte, the pirate, was released from jail and he helped defend New Orleans against in this battle and got a pardon from it. It was mainly maybe with I think Yul Brynner playing him in the sixties. But oh, I have no idea. Okay. Um, anyway, that's exciting. I mean, those anything those guys do, Assassin's Creed, is fun and great. So that's what I'll do next. And I also haven't played the Nightwing and Robin characters from Batman yet. Here it is. Here you go. See? I don't think they can see him on the podcast. I can see it. Can you see it? I can see it. Did you... I mean, I know it you're... Looks, well, it look, I mean, it looks cool. I mean, I just... I mean, the idea of him jumping around, I just don't know where he's going to be jumping. You know, in the trees in the forest? I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, I can't wait. I, have, I was not too excited when I heard that. You'll be excited. I don't know. You were so in love with the Italian, weren't you? 
He really, mm-hmm. he really took your heart, he stole really your heart. Did. Well, there is just a... like an Italian does. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel wants to know uh, why, and of course, you can't answer for the entire uh, publishing house. But why does DC seem to think killing Lois Lane and the Amazons is at all creative? And not offensive. I've seen Lois treated like a plot device, killed off and abused over and over, and I hate it. And your letter is to yeah. And, and you know, just wait and read the story. I mean, I, I can't say anymore, and I, I don't really want to it's, just it's keep in, defending myself. No, I mean it's it's thing. it's interesting um, that. Uh, well, I won't even go into it. Uh, you dabbled with historical fiction with the vigilante. Do you have any desire to, to do for plans similar? To do that again? Uh, well, I'm writing a. I'm, the, the, the novel I'm writing is historical. It's historical mystery. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, what work of yours do you wish was more appreciated, and what do you wish was collected or still in print? I wish Farum was collected, but it's such a, a complicated rights thing with those Ultraverse characters. I don't think it ever will be. Um. What else do I wish? You know what? I, I, actually, I know it was collected and everything else, but because it was all sort of mixed up with with the whole new Krypton stuff and everything else, I actually wish people would go back and read some of my Monel stories because, you know, I, I mean, I, I read online, you know, people like James Robinson's a hack and blah, 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 and it's, he's, he's not the guy that wrote Starman. It's like he's, you know, a shitty version of that and blah, whatever. And obviously, I don't agree with that. But more, but more importantly, I think that some of that, some of the stuff that I did in Monel, despite the fact that I was caught up in this gigantic, complicated, bigger picture, I think it's some fine, fine writing. Mm-hmm. And I'm especially proud of like those Jimmy Olsen specials I did that tied into it. I love that one where he he died. We died. Yeah. And then the and also the Superman annual with like the the origin of Daxum and mm-hmm. everything. I mean, I, I I'm, I'm actually quite proud of that series, and and I think. I think had it not been in Superman where people were so impatient, if we had done World of New Krypton, like like uh, Kal-El's adventures on Krypton in Superman, mm-hmm. and then had Mon-El in like, you know, and had Superboy in his own book and, and had him in Adventure Comics, which which was a plan at one point, honestly, um, I think people might have given it more of a chance and, and seen what I was doing more clearly. So I, I guess that's it, you know. And, and, and I'm always, I'm proud of the vigilante, the City Lights Prairie Justice that I... That I that I um, that I did many years ago. That was done with Tony Salmons. Again, it was collected, but I just kind of wish more people would see it. Hollywood calls and offers you a directing slash producing of any co- uh, like for film uh, of any comic character you want. Yes. Um, wh- which would it be? What movie would you make? Any comic character. Any comic character. Okay. Well, there's a few. Like if it was DC. And I had all the money in the world. It would be Commandy, Lost Boy on Earth, because that would be kick ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commandy was actually in a Raven of Old cartoon. Like, uh, yeah, it was. It was it? a couple episodes. It yeah. Was it was? And and uh, one of my, f- I mean, I love Jim Jim Aparo. Mm-hmm. When he when he did um, that, uh, Batman meets Commandy for the first time. There's a shot of Commandy, and I remember seeing this as a little boy, and it just stayed in my head. Where he's like he's on a horse and he's semi silhouetted and he's riding towards Mount Rushmore, and it stays with me to this day. 
Um, but it's sort of like Planet of the Apes with like all the different animals and, mm-hmm. and you know Ben Boxer and the androids and all of that. Um, so there's that. And then also, if I, you know, assuming that anyone would care, but I would love to do like a 1930s two-fisted uh, wash tubs Captain Easy like movie that would be, you know, shot in black and white and just would be like this cool homage to those kind of films of the past. Um, hmm. Wash tubs and Captain Easy, for people who don't know, was a fantastic um, newspaper strip done by Roy Crane with beautiful art. You can get the Sundays of uh, Fantagraphics is currently reprinting those Sundays. Um, in the 30s, and it's just wonderful adventure fiction. Does it freak you out that you have fans who've been collecting everything you've done since 1989? Well, it freaks me out to realize how old I am, but apart from that, it's obviously it's it's a real honor that people care about your work enough that they've followed you this long, and, and, it, and it's really wonderful to think that what you've done is, of, is, is in at the eyes of some people at least, of a quality that... They want to stick with you and, and support what you do. So, you know, God bless all well, those pe- those few people, whoever they are. Uh, is Catwoman on Earth too? And who might be Helena's mother? I definitely can't. I definitely can't get into that. Okay. Um, can you tell us who who Helena's father is? Uh, I don't. I'm not being vague. I don't know if I can or not. So then don't play it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, I don't think it takes Sherlock Holmes to work that out, though. But, uh, but no. I, uh, it might. But yeah. I, um, I, I, I don't think I can. I mean, I, I'm not sure. Okay. Will there be a Red Bee appearance in Earth 2? I could guarantee, because I, I actually follow this guy. Uh, there's a guy that just, he's, he's the Red Bee, and he just talks about with the Red Bee. <laughs> and I can so pretty cute. much guarantee that that's the guy that asked that question. Um, and... I can. I, the, the reason why not is I think that's sort of in the in the the ter, the, the terrain. You know, the people, the guys that handle those characters, the quality characters, are Jimmy and Justin. So I I, I don't think so. Um. Are we? Uh, if if Batman could would kill four of his would would kill four his daughter, does that mean his wife Selina has been fridged like Lois Lane? Um, wait and see. Yeah, wait and see. Okay. Uh, let's see. I think that that's uh, pretty much it. Oh, do you have any plans to revisit the Spider One? The Spider uh, from uh, the Shade. Yeah. Uh, that's a I'm not sure question. It, it's I'm not sure how much of that stuff still applies. I don't know how much of Seven Soldiers where he last appeared where Grant Morrison applies. But he certainly has encountered the shade, so if I get to do more shade stuff, perhaps. Um, if someone has diabetes, is it appropriate to say pip-pip honey nut cheerio as opposed to the usual? Ooh, I think what? that it depends how much of a sense of humor the person with diabetes has. If, they're, if they take things too seriously, then probably not. But if they're, if they're, okay if they're with- me and you... And one of us had diabetes. I think we would say it all the time. <laughs> uh, JT Crawl says 140 characters isn't nearly enough space to tell James a thing or two. And Shade's awesome in Earth 2. He can't wait for. Thank you, JT. And um, it means a lot to me coming from you. And Matt Hawkins also loves you. Maybe you should and start love, going to write for Top Cow. I love Matt Hawkins. I hear um, Witchblade needs a new writer soon. 
who who knows what? I didn't hear that. Who knows what? Our, <laughs> who knows what our, our future holds? All of us. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what what plays out in the near future. Um, what are your thoughts on digital comics? Well, I think that they are. It's it's, it's like an inevitability. I think eventually that it will it will go to that. I think that with um, much like vinyl. Like there's still people that enjoy mm-hmm. the feel of vinyl, taking out of the big sleeve, everything else. But for most people, it's MP3s and just the convenience and, and ease of, of everything. I think that as a as a culture, we're moving towards with Kindles and everything else. The idea that reading is it, you can read on you can read 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 on a pad and you don't need the actual book. And I think more and more people will get that that kind of sense with comics too. Mm-hmm. I think that when Comics start to to, re, to 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 meet their potential um, in terms of what you could do on an iPad, like where you can touch on a character and get his, and you go to a, a separate page where you get his whole origin and other appearances and where you get you know all the facts that you kind of want. I think that that will will, will mean eventually it will all go to, to to digital. But the problem is any any publisher that wants to do that. You're killing the, the the comic book stores, and no publisher wants to wants to do that. So it's kind of a tricky knife walk at the moment. Well, it's it's interesting that DC is doing um, a couple digital first and print later, like they did with um, Arkham City Unleashed, the yeah. Derek, Derek Fredolfs. Because that that's not even I think that's printing coming in like April or May. They're finally printing that, um, and then the same with a uh, Batman Beyond Unlimited that was was released digitally first so it's um do you have a question sir because someone asked how we read digital comics i remember seeing i don't, I don't have that question I, I didn't. someone asked if if you if i guess we can say everyone if, if you prefer you know how comiXology is a panel by panel or if you prefer seeing the entire page and scrolling down um i hate panel by panel i i actually kind of like it well it changes how you i mean i grew i've you know spent you know, two decades writing comics mm-hmm. where you move from, you know, top left to panel right, you think about page turns, you think about all that stuff, and that, it's a whole new discipline where you literally, uh, I mean, I guess it's just the future, but you have to, you'll have, you know, you'll have to do this, apply those same disciplines to people that want to read a whole page of comics um, as opposed to people that want it panel by panel, but one of the things you're eliminating with panel by panel is a sense of a page layout, and I think that's, that's yeah. such a, a beautiful and and uniquely comic book narrative aspect to storytelling that I think you're doing the medium a disservice by doing panel by panel. My problem with, 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 with traditional is, is you turn a page and you see something that happens on the second page that, you know, if you're, if you're panel by panel, you don't get spoiled. Because when, when I first started reading well, comics, well, my why daughter... why do you do page by page? Well, I mean, if, if you if you well, I'm, I'm talking like if you have a regular comic, you open up that you have the yeah. two pages, you see what happens on the bottom of the second page in the panel, and that could be something revealing or character shows up. So, because like when I when I first started reading comics, my daughter she would always look ahead, and I'd be like, "No, we're over here." Well, well, that quite honestly is bad comic book storytelling. Yeah. Like if you have if you're having reveals on the bottom right of of a spread of pages, that's disgraceful. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but. Um, but you know, I, I think if you could, yeah, I think with 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 uh, with um, c- c- computer comics, I think you can do page by page, and you get everything that you want, while still maintaining the idea of a page layout and 
that aspect of the aesthetic. I mean, I mean, you, and you, I, I, I defy you. You know, you, you think Chris Weir or Seth? You, he doesn't have to be superheroes. You take away page layout from those guys, and you, you're taking away a, a, a brilliant aspect of what they do. You know, Frank Miller. Whether you like Frank Miller or not, you know, now some of his best work involved the layout, like you know, the Dark Knight Returns with those with the sixteen sixteen mm-hmm. panel page grid. Yep. You won't be able to do that kind of thing. Or and the Watchmen with the, with with a nine panel page grid. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like like when I was when I went down to Anaheim. I only I brought one hardcover. That's all I had with me. Um, what was that? Mister Murder is Dead. Oh, from Arkea. It's pretty good. Um, and then on on the way back, I had nothing to read. So I'm like, I was stuck on a plane, and I just tried to doze. And yeah. How long is that flight from here? It's like an hour and twenty minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. But I was I was hoping that at at Disneyland it's like, hmm, Disney owns Marvel. Shouldn't there be something Marvel related there? The writer of JLA is also a commercial airline pilot. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you liar. I well, you know, as as I've said before, I my biggest inspiration for Twitter, because the one thing I hate on Twitter, and and these some of these are people I actually like as people, but when you use Twitter, it's just like a. Look at my interview, or this guy thinks I'm cool. You know, look at my review. This guy that's, thinks I'm cool. That's fine, review. but you've got to throw some yourself in it too. So I like my big inspiration is this writer called Mark Lanier, who, who there's a book he did called Et Two Babe, and he does he's done other books, and he tells these stories that are so outrageous, and he, and he injects himself into them. I remember there was one where he like makes friends with this hunchback that's like hanging out somewhere, and they end up like he ends up dating Paula Abdul, and it's all complete fiction. So, so unfortunately, my life is is uh, is interesting enough that sometimes things happen to me that are true. Like the gym. Like the gym when I got mugged that time and I beat the guy off. With you the... really got mugged. Wait, 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 wait. You what? got mugged and yeah, you never told us. You that. got mugged. Twitter. I tweeted it. Great. Did I'm not going to just... go back to your feed. I was no. This, well, this was this was this was my old Twitter anyway. What happened to me was, I I, I was I mean I've been mugged in England. I've been, people have tried to mug me and I've always fought them off, which is. You use the wrong choice of words before is well, all I'm saying. In, in England, you know, where it's more like fists and knives, where you get mugged, there's no guns, it's easier to defend yourself if you have to. Obviously, yeah. a knife is, is not is a serious thing, but whatever. So anyway, this guy, this guy comes up to me, and I'm walking Rex, and it's nighttime, I'm on Clay Street, luckily. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, and Rex has just done a poo. And on Clay Street, it's, I was lucky because around the trees, you know, they sometimes put stuff around the bottom of trees, they put all these rocks or pebbles. So when I pick up his poo on Clay Street, I get a whole big bag of, of, of rocks along with the poo. So Rex, this this is your dog, my dog Rex. All right. So, uh, so so um, I'm minding my own business, and it's, I'm relatively close to Van Ness. And this guy comes up to me, and he looks homeless, and he has a knife. I mean, it's a little one. And I, and he's like, "Give me, you know, money and everything else." And I don't have any money on me. I only have my keys. So I'm like, well, and I think, you know, in that second, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, what if he makes me take him, me back to my apartment? You know, all that shit you hear about people doing all that stuff, you know. I don't, you know, if you get. This is Van Ness and what? Clay Street. Van between and Clay. Between, and Jackson. Between, so McCall- no, Franklin, between Franklin so, and Van Ness. It's what, like McAllister. This is very exciting for people in, in Detroit this, hearing this. No, but like, how far is that from McAllister? Oh, it's a long way. Is it? Yeah. So it's like up? Like, yeah, like Three up. blocks, like towards O'Farrell? Past O'Farrell. Okay. Near Jackson, you know, up there. Okay. 
So anyway, I just, I just in a moment, sure in, like in a moment, I'm so like nervous yeah. and like shocked. I hit him in the face with my bag of rocks because I'm protective of, of Rex, who, who's like my my boy, you know. Yeah. And he's so shocked, he backs away for a minute. Like I can't believe he did that. And I look at him like I can't believe I did that too. And then because we're so close to the House of Prime Rib and people, uh, you know, park their cars nearby, people just come in the corner and I look back and he's just gone. gone. And it was like, it was this weird thing, like it never sort of happened, you know? It was like, there, there was this, I wasn't all freaked out and shaking, I was just calm. It was like this strange thing. But that happened. So things like that sometimes happen. But a lot of what I do on Twitter, I make up. And it's just fun to say that I, you know... What, what are you talking about? I thought it was all... Like when when I was I talking really about you really did cross dress and wore yeah, clown and, makeup and 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 have uh, and and have uh, sex sexual role play with Gloria Stein and I said that right once. Yeah. yeah man like how much would that piss her off No it pissed off another girl of course it did and then and and I was glib and funny so anyway yeah you have to have a sense of humor you about do. it sometimes you do. and you have to know me and know that I I love women and I respect them yeah. Uh, so I mean, there were there were several other questions, but they were well, sort of. I have to I have to hit the road insane. in like ten minutes. So that's let's fine. do. So we have ten more so, minutes. No, yeah. I mean, I guess that's pretty much it. So we can probably wrap this up. Well, well there's there's my my thing. What I wrote about that. I don't know if this is the right time for the Earth to. Oh, why not? That's right. So so Tony, you don't think that this is? Oh. I'm just repeating what you were just said. <laughs> Here, speak firm. Uh, okay. Now, I mean, let me just say, everything that we're seeing, that we're being teased about Earth 2, sounds fascinating. I mean, for, for me, I think it's, it's great. My, my concern, I guess, and, and I could just totally be giving new readers uh, no benefit of the doubt, but the idea, my interpretation of New 52, let's make everything new reader friendly. We want to get all these new readers. You don't have yeah. to worry about anything. Okay. Here's, here's, here's Batman. You don't know who Batman is. You can read the comic. You don't know who Huntress is. What, you know, you can... You get all this information. So now we're going to have Earth 2, which is going to have different versions of the same characters. So these new readers might be like, wait a minute. I thought Robin is, is a boy, and over here he's a girl. What's going on? And Well, I agree with you, and I think that's my job, is to make it easy to understand. Is there... I, think that, I think that if you think about like multiple Earths, as long as it's done well and it's done clearly... We have so many. You look at like Fringe. You look at Doctor mm-hmm. Who. You know. You look at um, Sliders. Which no Sliders. Uh, DC has. I mean, not DC. Marvel has like alternate mm-hmm. X, X universes. It's so ingrained in our consciousness as people. They should get it by now. That they they will get it, and it's not. It isn't. You know. I mean, it, it isn't so complicated that the way it's done that you're that you anyone's going to be bewildered by this. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so, so everybody, just hang in there. You know, hopefully, you'll be excited. Don't rush to judgment. That's the worst thing I think comic fans can do is when they just get a big old bug up their butts about something when they haven't, they don't even really know the full picture. Yeah. And um, the reason why they don't know the full picture is it's fun to keep stuff back and allow you to discover it when you read the book. And I, I know some people just want to know everything up front, but. What's the point in buying the book if you know everything? Mm-hmm. You know, have have some fun and enjoy it. You know, and have the fun that be, having co- reading comics should be, which is the enjoyment of not knowing what happens until you you buy that comic or you read that comic. So there you go. So that that that's about uh, it for us. Mm-hmm. 
So thanks, guys, for, for tuning in and being patient and submitting all your questions, some of you, again. Yes, I appreciate um, it. Um, oh, by the way, some of those questions are by reading Hicks, who, who is a, a very supportive Twitterer and whose uh, support I appreciate. Yeah, I think, he, yeah, he, he's the one that has been following your career since 1989. Oh, well, thank, thank you very much. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Tony, nice to have you back. Yeah, it's thanks. very nice. Yeah, yeah. Thank, it's, it's good to be back. And James, thanks for coming in. My again. pleasure. My pleasure. Oh, it's always a pleasure, and um, I'll see you for the next uh, issue of The Shade. Fantastic. So thanks a lot, guys, for listening, and uh, tune in n- maybe next week for the Comic uh, Friend well, podcast. So it's, I don't yeah, know. Friday, maybe Friday. Yeah, yeah so uh, Wonder Two Co- in one week. I, mean, I, I don't know. know if you can handle that. I don't know if you guys can handle that. We, we, might, uh, we might, we might not. Oh, and we have, I guess we haven't officially, officially stated that, yes, we will be at WonderCon. Right. Um, not in full force. But no. Sarah and I will be there. Um, yeah, we will because we, we, we love everyone. Yeah. So look for us there. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Have a great week. And uh, yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye-bye.